0: Hello world. Welcome back for another ISSA podcast, Trainers Talking Truths. It's me, your co-host Jenny Scott here with a very special co-host today. Dan is out backpacking with his son. So he didn't want to hang out with us, you guys. And that's all right. I brought in the second best, not second best, but the best education bootcamp (laughs) co-host. His stand-in, Mr. John Bauer. How are you, John?
1: Wow. Well, hey, thank you. Uh, thank you for that. You know, if I'm going to be second best to somebody, it might as well be Dan Duran. He right? is the man. He right? is the so, man. I, so again, if I'm going to be second, I might as well be second to Dan. So thank you for having me again.
0: That's awesome. Well, it was a no-brainer to bring you on today. Super happy to have you. Uh, so you actually know our guest today, or you've seen her speak before. How did you learn about our guest?
1: So uh, a couple months ago, I was in Miami for the URSA show, which is a major trade show in the fitness industry. So part of my job there as one of our content developers here at ISSA is to go and gather information and uh, Sarah's talk on, on personal branding and in podcasting uh, was one that I thought would be beneficial and it was beneficial enough that as soon as it was, as it was over, I had to go ask Sarah to come be on the podcast because I thought it was fantastic information to share uh, with our listeners for a couple of reasons. One, as a trainer myself, longtime trainer and longtime manager and educator of trainers, I know that not everyone is super passionate about the business side, the sales side, the marketing side, the branding side, uh, about that. They, they love the, the fitness side of fitness, and rightfully so. But in order to really be successful in, in running your business, especially more and more um, uh, nowadays, uh, I think a lot of business savvy can go a long way toward long-term success. Uh, so again, uh, welcome, Sarah Pellegrino.
2: Thank you so much for having me today. I was I was just going to say, John, I had you know, of course I had to be on here cuz you all ISSA is a sponsor of the Fitness Business Podcast too.
0: Yes, very nice. Yes, and we heard. So I heard at your regular job, you're going to tell us about your background. But I heard in your regular job, you slayed a work presentation today.
2: Yeah, we did absolutely. Day job had a really, really exciting day. It was a partnership celebration. So my smile has been glued on my face all day, and I know it's <laughs> going to continue throughout this conversation here.
0: <laughs> Love it. Well, again, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us, sure. Miss um, Sarah. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into what you do now.
2: Absolutely. Thank you, Jenny. So I grew up in the fitness industry and my dad sells equipment. He has done that since I was a toddler. Um, and he has just always been the equipment guy. So I grew up, I was the six-year-old that knew what Ursa was and daddy was going to trade shows and where he was going. And there were clients and colleagues of his that have just been family, like family to us, right. For so many years. We had the garage that was full of equipment. We never put cars in our garage, even though we lived in New York and it was (laughs) full most of the time. So it is just something that really has been the family business. And when I was in school and, you know, I was like, I contemplated, you know, maybe medicine, maybe, you know, sports med, maybe something like that. And then when I got into college, I went to business school and, I was that crazy kid in business school that wanted to work in fitness and no one really knew what to do with me. They were like, take some sales, take some marketing. Everyone wanted to go to Wall Street, right? And I wanted to go to the fitness industry. So um, two weeks after graduation, I uh, shipped off to Arkansas and started my career with ABC Financial. It's ABC Fitness Solutions now. Um, And that started my career in the billing and software space. Fantastic, fantastic side of the industry. To start your career on. You literally learn about it from the money side of the industry, the billing, what makes these health clubs run and operate. And it was just such a valuable six years for me, really and truly on the billing side of things. And I, three years ago now, which I don't know where that went, um, stepped out of fitness just a bit and got into the healthcare side of things. So um, I work for a hospital in Charlotte during during the day, if you will, my day job. Um, I love it so much. It's it's very fulfilling. It was very rewarding working for a hospital throughout the pandemic, I will say. Um, and then I got into podcasting in the thick of the COVID-19 pandemic. I was interviewing with the Fitness Business Podcast team. And um, we one of the things that just kept coming up in my interview was that I was a vendor. And I had this vendor perspective. And I talked like a vendor. And we created the value proposition, which is a monthly show for suppliers in fitness to showcase the value that they bring to health club owners and operators beyond their product and service. And that's how we're here today.
0: <laughs>
1: nice, cool. I love that. And, and Sarah, you uh, uh, you bring a lot of perspective uh, to to our podcast that, that that we don't often get. We you know we mm-hmm. get to talk about muscles and squats and and all all this fitnessy type stuff all the time, but you're bringing. Uh, A lot of background in in sales and branding. Um, So if you could, can you please share with our listeners your thoughts on how important it is and the power of developing their own brand and and how that can help them to build a business?
2: Absolutely. It's one of my favorite topics. And it's one of those things that as I have been in podcasting for more than two years now, it's something that I really learned is a great and unique marketing tool. Right. We, and if we're going to say thank you to COVID for anything, we have all become so comfortable on what platform are we on? Zoom. Right. And so we have all just gotten so comfortable talking remotely and feeling like you're in the room with somebody and you're really not. So, why podcasting is so cool is because you can literally meet with anyone and you can interview someone anywhere in the world. And it is such a strong way to build your personal brand because you can share it anywhere right? It is bringing your resume to life. It's bringing your website to life. And something that I learned too, and I know that, you know, your market, let's personal training, like that fit pro, right? You're going to have a website associated with that. You may have your Instagram page. That might be a huge driver of your business, Facebook profiles, things of that nature. But what you're doing when you're podcasting is you're bringing all of that to life. You're making it 3d, if you will and you are really able to explain what you mean if you have your services on your website that's great and dandy but someone could read it and still have questions mm-hmm. and that's where podcasting just really takes it a step further and it's such a great way for your customers to even know you exist in the first place how many personal trainers are there out there out there a lot right so if you're making yourself more unique more valuable and different by having these personalities, you're a podcast host, you're, you do live classes on Instagram, whatever the case may be, however you're differentiating yourself is going to be such a great way for you to build your business and for customers to find
0: you. Nice. Do we have to like, do they need to talk about certain things when they podcast or can they again, make it unique or individual?
2: That is a great question. It really depends. So what you want to do, there's a few things that you really, really, really want to think about, Jenny, before you are diving into podcasting. So the first is, you know, first of all, who do you want to listen to your podcast? Let's start there, right? Do you want to help other fit pros? Do you want to talk to the member that just started working out and why personal training is great? Do you want to talk to the person that's been working out in the club for two years? And is just looking to elevate their fitness level. You want to really determine that because it's going to help you craft your podcast story. So when you are wanting to start a podcast or thinking about starting a podcast and you're going, Hmm, how is this going to help my branding? Few things you need to do. You have to identify who you are. Right. And I, I do not mean, I mean that very professionally, like for me, in this podcast world, I am able to lead a vendor podcast because I was a vendor for so many years. And specifically my lane is billing and software. That's the lane I can really, I can speed in that lane because I love it. And I know, it, right. So what lane can you go really, really fast in? find that out? And then what are you offering your audience, right? Is it nutrition? Is it the workouts? Is it, um, just the accountability, right? What is your sweet spot? What are you offering someone and hone in on that? How can you incorporate a little bit of that into every episode you do? Um, Why are you qualified to give that advice or lead a podcast on XYZ, right? Um, Credentials, your testimonials are so, so helpful. Bringing clients on to really share how you have helped them, testimonials can be your biggest sales driver ultimately. Um, and then what's unique to what you do. So if you are a trainer, are you going to people's homes? Are you training in a fitness facility? Are you training on zoom? What does that platform look like Are right? you in a club? Um, and then, you know, I mentioned audience that is huge. You have to know who you're speaking to and your content needs to be really, really focused on delivering a great show for your ideal audience. Your ideal audience cannot be the whole fitness industry. It doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. You can't be everything to everybody. And I think that's where most people might fail, Jenny, because they try to be everything to everyone. And we just, we just can't, right? So pick that audience, know who you are, know the message that you really want to bring. And that is how you frame your podcast.
0: That's awesome. That makes perfect sense to me. And I've actually heard somebody, Sarah, say um, on Instagram, for example, when you put your description under your picture, like dog mom, kitty love, everything that you put there, your posts should follow along with that, right? So if you say you're a surfer, but you never post a picture about surfing, somebody's going to look at that description and be like scratch. Right. Is that true? Does that kind of fall in line?
2: I think that's true. Uh, As soon as you said that I was going, what is the first thing that mine says host of the value proposition by the fitness business podcast. Right. So I, I think you're right. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Well, to align. I, yeah, I like that. And I think you're right. Some people try to be everything to everybody or they try to cover too much and maybe it's something they're not really well versed at or not educated in or the people that actually listen to your podcast don't care about, <laughs> yep. right? And then you start to lose people because then they take three weeks off. Next thing you know, they haven't listened to your podcast in six months and you just lost a listener, right? Yep. Is that kind of a thing?
2: Absolutely. And the longevity of a podcast too. I think you need to consider that, right? Like when we were making value proposition, it was the question came up, are we ever going to run out of topics? Right? Are we ever going to run out of a vendor to interview on a monthly schedule for as many years as we choose to run the show? And the answer was really no. Like this industry, it is changing all the time. And there's always a fun new company that you want to get in front of and that you want to share their message. And I think that's a really great question to ask yourself too. Like, do you want to do a weekly show? And if you do, it's hard. Doing a <laughs> weekly show is a lot. It's a huge undertaking. Um if you have a co-host, right? Your schedules have to jive all the time. And so it's just a lot. So I love the monthly podcast. I think it's great. It gives me time to really develop a thought-provoking show that first of all the vendor that's working with me is going to get a lot of value out of doing, but also our listeners. You know, they're gonna really be excited every month when the value prop drops because they haven't heard it in four
1: weeks. You know, Sarah, you just made me think of something. I think you just gave some great information and some advice that the 2022 version of some advice that I got like maybe 17 or 18 years ago. I wanted to become a fitness educator like some of my heroes, and yeah. I didn't understand why it wasn't happening. And then a mentor of mine said, Does anyone know who you are? Do they know what you do? Do you know what you specialize in? Do they know what you would teach? And my answer to all those were was no. No, they actually don't know who John Bauer is or what I do. So I guess, why would they come knocking down my door to to offer me uh, education opportunities? Um, So back then, we just called it networking. I started going to conferences and meeting people and making connections. But it sounds to me like through podcasting and through, um, you know, really kind of defining your brand, this is kind of the 2022 version of, of networking. Does that sound right to you?
2: Yes. And I love that you just brought that up because in-person networking, like how foreign does that sound? We haven't done that in years, really. Like we just did it at Ursa, but that it it took a while to get there. We had this break and I think people really forgot how to be together and network and Mm -hmm. make new friends. Oh my gosh, that sounds so scary. Right? Like, so I mean, yeah, John, a hundred percent. And I think you know, you hit it on the head too with who the heck is this guy? Who is this gal, right? Like that is how you are, especially in this industry. It's such a big industry, but it can also be so small. So if you have a product and you can position it correctly and get your word out there and help make a difference, you will be known and the business will come, right? Don't do this and like be like, hey, and my fees start at X, Y, Z. Like, no, take a step back, help people, help make a difference, put good things out into the podverse, if you will, and good things will really come of that. And I I say that um, with the value proposition all the time, because the first question that companies will ask when they do a podcast with me is how many leads am I going to get from this? And it's the marketing people that ask that. And they're not wrong to ask that question. It's a great question, but you have to take a step back. You're doing this to build brand awareness. When you do that, you become a trusted advisor. And then that is when the business comes. It's just a framework how you look at it.
0: It's that time. Another ISSA rapid review. Darren had this to say about our specialist in group fitness. This was a great course to take. I thought I knew about leading group classes from the military during PT, but this course has a lot of information that will
1: help you take your group class to the next level. Awesome, glad to hear it, Darren. And just to follow up on something, uh, we've we've been throwing around this term brand quite a bit. Can we specifically for our listeners just kind of define what we mean by brand and then maybe maybe even some more tips to just wrap their brain around how to get started with defining that for themselves?
2: Absolutely. So do you want the official definition of brand awareness? Because I have it.
1: (laughs) Yes.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, so many people, like before we started recording, guys, I held up my tank top for my personal training business and it says Jenny Scott fit on it. But brand is not just a logo, right? So yes. What is brand awareness, Sarah?
2: Brand awareness defined is the measure of how memorable and recognizable you, if you are your brand or your company, if that's the brand we're talking about, is to its target audience.
0: Nice. Starbucks, Walmart, Target, right? All Swan. these things that we know what to expect when you walk into a store.
2: Orange Theory, Planet Fitness,
0: mm-hmm. Nike.
2: I mean, those, think about it. Those are, you. Starbucks is always Chick-fil-A even, right? Like these brands where you can just show your logo. It doesn't even have to have Starbucks under it. You know where that coffee is from. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's, there are companies and there are people out there that are amazing at brand awareness, And that's who you need to look at and follow.
0: Nice. Yeah. So when a fitness professional is trying to build a brand, again, it's not just a logo, right? What else is like behind? What's propping that logo up to create an actual brand?
2: It's the people behind it. I'm so glad you asked that question. Um, I think, you know, if you, again, if we're talking to fit pros, you might be a a one-man band, right? And it might be like you just said, Jenny Scott Fitness, right? This is this is just it's just you me and you me and irene right so um and that's great and then you have companies where you know where my job comes in it's i'm sharing the brand story of a big company that can have 300 employees and how do you elevate and how do you pass the microphone to someone that may not have ever had a chance to really speak on behalf of that company and i think that's important too it's how do we, how can we use the platform that you are either creating for yourself or you are given to help elevate another voice in the room?
0: Love that. Nice. Um, what tips would you have for somebody starting out who wants to create a brand? Is there something that they need to focus on primarily or first or things like that people focus on that maybe they shouldn't?
2: Ooh, I like that one. I always go back to just kind of, if I am thinking of myself and the value prop as a brand and use that as an example, I want the content that I am putting out there for podcasting specifically, I am wanting this brand in this suite of services to really help someone run their business better, right? So at the end of the day, if you're a personal trainer and you're developing your brand, what do you want people to eventually say about you, right? if do you want to be the nicest personal trainer on the block do you want to be the most knowledgeable um is it nutrition like whatever again that unique factor and really what sets you apart that's what you very much so want to incorporate into your brand and your brand story
0: love it yeah so i mean if you haven't figured that out yet you got to start there
2: <laughs> you do and it you know some self reflection and i've heard this too it's like ask others Hey, if I wrote a book, what would my title be? Start there, right? Play around with names. The value prop has, the story behind that name is actually really cool. It was one of my biggest lessons in fitness was my mentor at the time. I was a 22 year old right out of school trying to figure out how to sell software and billing to health club operators. That was hard. And I was like, oh, but we have check-in and we have point of sale. And they're like, cool story lady. So does every other one of your competitors. Right. So it was for me, the difference was made when I, someone, my mentor's time again, told me to sell the value of the company. He was like, you are going about this wrong. You're selling features and functions. You're not selling the value. And that was one of those just light bulb moments. And I will never forget it. And that is where the difference is made is when you bring that value into the conversation.
1: Yeah, that reminds that reminds me of something. I've worked with a lot of trainers and managed a lot of trainers, and oftentimes when they first get started, the way they brand themselves is "I'm a certified personal trainer," and it's kind of the same thing that you're talking about. So is exactly. everyone else? Yeah. So is, so is everyone else. So then, what is the value yeah. you bring? And in this case, with the trainer, it's oftentimes the person themselves and the relationship that they can bring to uh, to that person. Uh, but to your point, uh, it's not those features and it's not the certifications or the letters after your name uh, that that necessarily make that connection. I uh, it's, it's almost everything else that helps to make that connection.
0: Exactly. So interesting. Yeah. I, I think building a brand is important, even if like a lot of people think that what we're talking about applies to only people that are working for themselves or have an independent business, John and John can speak to this as somebody who came from the club side. Like, is it important to build a brand if you're working in a fitness facility as well?
2: Oh my goodness. Yes. I'm, like nodding my head like crazy. Like, Yes. yes. It's huge because again, if you're going to walk into a health club, how many personal trainers are under that roof, right? And if let's think about this on an even smaller scale, that health club is in a community and someone may not walk in the door and see their trainers, but they might enjoy following someone on social media and they may encounter your page that way and see, OMG, that trainer is at my gym right down the road right? Mm -hmm. So again, it's another way. Now you have two ways that people can find you. You have your social media presence. If you have a podcast, sure website, all of that, right. It's on the electronic side, but then you have, you are physically in a space. You are a physical trainer
0: somewhere. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's super important. So along the way, Sarah, of course, like you've been around the fitness industry for so long what is one lesson that you learned along the way? And I love that you came from the billing side because so many people, A, when you said ABC Financial, I was like, oh, I know exactly what that is, right? Yeah. It's, it's the billing side, right? It's literally the billing for a lot of these major clubs. And of course, they've changed their name now, but coming from a different perspective, but along the way, being in the fitness industry in one aspect or another, what has it taught you that you think everyone else should know as well?
2: Are you ready for my answer? Yes. Is everyone really ready? <laughs> Nothing is forever in life and in this industry. Companies that existed five, six years ago may not exist in the way that they did at the time. Right? Companies get bought, absorbed. Companies disappear. Okay, mm-hmm. like the the landscape of businesses and fitness changes, and if you are a young and hungry. 20-year-old or 30-year-old even in this industry and you're expecting how the fitness industry looks now to be the same in 10 years, you will be disappointed. So you have to keep up with the rapid change that is sure to just continue in this industry. Always stay, just stay ready, stay ready to make those changes. And if something doesn't work out with company A, That's okay, because your personal brand is so strong that you're going to go to company B and you're going to be just fine there. For me, as a young professional, you know, it was like when one door closed, I was like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do now, right? And, And it's just, you will be just fine. You have to reinvent yourself and you always have to be thinking what your next move could be.
0: Yeah, interesting. And I'd love to know too, what was your favorite part about the billing side?
2: I... Oh my, well, first, there's a lot of favorites. It is, I still geek out over software and billing features. I think it's, first of all, it's really important. You cannot have a fitness industry yeah. if there is no money. Okay. So yeah, let's I, say that I, all of this is fun and games, but it does not exist if people are not paying their monthly dues. Yeah. Um, for me, as a sales professional on the billing software side, I was always solving problems and or bringing solutions to the table. When people switch their software, you all have worked in the business long enough to know it's not fun. Mm-hmm. It is not something that people volunteer to do for funsies. So they switch systems when they are in pain or when they are growing. And those are both really stressful times for operators. So if you can come in and you can, it's it's consultative sales, right? If you can come in and be a consultant and take their pain and fix it, good for you. What a great day at the office. It was just always so rewarding.
1: Nice. I love that. Yeah, yeah Sarah, I've been through a couple of those uh, changeovers from a uh, club management software to a new one, and it is not for funsies <laughs> for sure. It's like the worst time <laughs> of my life when uh, when we're having to do that and having to train everyone on how to on how to use it. So I, I got a question that I, I think could benefit our listeners and and maybe us too. So it's kind of selfishly Um, now that we talked about a podcast and how important it can be in building someone's personal brand, now that I've got it all set up, how do I gain some traction? You know, I know my friends might listen a couple of times, but how do I gain some traction and start getting some new listeners?
2: Love that question. Um, you need to share your shows and even more importantly, if you're trying to grow your network and build your brand awareness, you have to ensure that your guests share their shows, right? So when you all publish this podcast, I'm pretty positive. John's going to reach out to me and be like, hey, your show's live. Here's the link. Here's where you can find it. And here's a tile for social media, right? And I'm going to share that to my networks. Thank you so much, ISSA Podcast, right? So if you have to really make sure that it's just not one-sided. You really want both parties to be sharing that show because that is how the network is going to branch out and you're going to grow your brand. With that, I will say that when people start podcasts, they might go right to the top, right? I want the CEO of XYZ company to be on my podcast because they are so well-known. I will caution you there that while that is a great idea and that person is, is more than likely wonderful, people that have a lot of exposure are not always the best ones at sharing a show. So can you find someone that has maybe not as big of a network, but has a network that is different and larger than yours, that would be honored and flattered that you asked them to be on the show and then really, really proud to share it to their networks?
0: That's smart. That makes sense. And plus, who's to say, if you say you want to go for the CEO of X company, who's to say they're going to reply to your email or get back to you, Right. You can knock on the door all you want, but if they don't answer it, it doesn't doesn't help you in any way. (laughs) Yep, yep, absolutely. Very true, especially if you're a relative unknown. So yeah, makes sense to me. All right, so Sarah, we have a million dollar question for you. I know you've thought about this. What's (laughs) one question that we didn't ask you, but that you want us like, that we should have asked that you want to answer?
2: So I love this question, first of all. It's so, so good. Um, The question that... I would have liked to been asked and that I will ask myself an answer here and <laughs> I'll keep it very specific to branding and podcasting. It's what has been my biggest accomplishment thus far in podcasting. And that answer is honestly and truly, it is the testimonials when people call me and mm-hmm. say, because my, sh- my show is a marketing offer, it's a sponsorship. So companies will pay to do an episode on my show. And they'll say, I earned back my investment less than 30 days going live. Nice. That's the point, right? Like, and that is just such a feather in, in all our caps for what we do. It's like, that is the point. We are, I, you know, every single company I interview, I get to know that company fairly well, right? Like, I, I could be an entry-level salesperson for you by the time I'm <laughs> searching your show because I want the script to reflect your company. And I want to ask you questions that are going to put them in the best light and position them to just fly, right. To just knock it out of the park with their episode. And so I hear that all all the time. And it's, it's so, again, it's so rewarding. It's like, we are making a difference with this and we are growing brand stories. And that's just what I, it's why I do what I do. It's why I'm really passionate about this.
0: Nice. Yeah, I love you. Definitely have a passion that shows through. Um, again, it's astonishing to me that you have such a passion for software and billing, but that's amazing. <laughs> somebody has to, right? Because to your point, there's nothing without money, and yeah. somebody has to love it in order to grow it and make it better. We yeah. have to want to help people and make things better, which is why it's always evolving. And then, yeah, to, to see the the smile on your face right now about your podcast and the people that you get to help, and also the brands that you get to connect with, because with your dad's connections and you growing up, going being around all of this, I'm sure you know a lot of people.
1: And now you're in a position
0: where not only do you know those people, but you can
1: help them. That's great. Yeah.
2: We can get them on yeah, the microphone. You
1: know, yeah, and there was there was a message in there that wasn't said, but uh, but I definitely uh, heard it, and it's that um, you know, although we're talking about people earning their uh, earning their revenue and 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 being great business partners, it sounds like part of what we're able to do by doing podcasts like this is uh, we can lift ourselves up by lifting up other people, and I think for fitness professionals, that's an important important message because when you ask. Personal trainers, why did you get into fitness? It's always, I want to help people. So this is just another way to be able to do just that.
2: We're an industry of givers. you really think
0: about it? (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: I love it. Well, Sarah, where can our listeners connect with you if they'd like to?
2: Absolutely. So I'm on Instagram, S-A-R-A-H-P-E-L-L-14, Sarah Pell 14, or you can shoot me an email, Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at fitnessbusinesspodcast.com.
0: Nice. Oh, and where can they find the podcast too? Can they find it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts?
2: Yeah. Anywhere you listen to your podcast and also (laughs) fitnessbusinesspodcast.com.
0: Nice. I love it. Definitely check it out, you guys. Um, there's so much information out there. And I love, again, that you guys are on the business side of it and that you're you're helping people expand in ways that they probably didn't consider before. So it's super cool.
2: Absolutely. And our weekly show, I just want to plug our weekly show, if I may. So sure. um, for Fit Pros, anyone listening to this podcast right now, um, we have, my show is monthly, but we do have a weekly host and a weekly show with content for fit pro group, fitness manager, personal trainers, all kinds of education. And there's just so much goodness there. So definitely check it out.
0: Nice. All right. Before we close though, I want to know what podcasts do you listen to regularly?
2: Oh, um, I spend a lot of time behind the scenes. (laughs) I listen to our weekly shows all the time. I, for me to be a better host, I have to keep learning. Um, Mm. I love the, obviously y'all's podcast, um, the Ally per, Ally Personal Training podcast, Wefa, Wefa Waves. Um, there's there's so many in the fitness industry that are so good, and I just I love supporting my partners and colleagues and friends. Nice,
0: very nice. John, do you have a favorite podcast that you're listening to right now?
1: Um, you know, I, I have to keep moving some in and out um, of my uh, of my queue because I only got so much time. But. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, I actually do listen to some of the fitness related and fitness business related podcasts, because occasionally I have to host a podcast and I got to know what I'm talking about. So, uh, so yeah, and I, I've definitely listened to fitness business podcast before I've gotten a chance to meet some of the people who are associated with it. So that one is definitely a good one for those of you who are trying to expand your knowledge outside of just the uh, uh, anatomy and physiology stuff and, and really learn about the business side of our great business. Because if you do that, then you're putting yourself in a position where you're more likely to have success.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, you have to expand outside of your, your comfort zone. Um, and I think finding podcast hosts that are super dynamic, like with Sarah here, it's it's important, right? People who can speak on a whole bunch of different uh, topics. Um, some of my favorite ones, of course, you know, I'm obsessed with uh, Andrew Huberman, Huberman Lab. Um, Found My Fitness is a really good one. Um, and I, I'm, I like Freakonomics. Have you guys ever heard of that? I listen to mm-hmm. NPR and I love NPR and Freakonomics is a phenomenal show. Um, but that's not even fitness related. It's just world and life in general. But I feel like I learned so much on there, especially about, to my point, Sarah, finance and billing. Like my fiance is a finance person. He works for a bank. I don't get that side of life. don't ask me about the stock market because I don't I don't know, right? But I want to, I want to understand it because <laughs> it is so important. So I love that. You are the yin to my yang.
2: <laughs> I love it.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Sarah. This has been awesome.
2: Thank you so much for having me. The pleasure is all mine.
0: Yes. And we'll definitely put the links for all of the things that you put your, your Instagram, your podcast. We will put that in our description for our episode. And John, any last word for our listeners today?
1: Yeah. If you're taking away anything outside of maybe starting a podcast, it's think about who you are as a professional so that you can build your brand. Like why are people going to want to connect with you and, and work with you? I think it's so important because just being a personal trainer uh, as a uh, as your calling card is is not enough. They they need a little bit more, and they need to know who you are and what you offer.
0: Absolutely, yes. Figure out your brand. I would say the same thing, and then figure out an elevator pitch. Right? If you had thirty seconds to explain who you are and what you do or why you're different, you have to be able to explain it quickly, concisely, and to the point where you leave them wanting more. Right? And just saying to John's point earlier, I'm I'm a personal trainer. It's not enough, right? Or somebody looking at you, it's not enough. There has to be something else there that draws them in. So. Figure it out, guys. Let us know. We'd love to see hear like anything that you guys come up with. Brands, share it on our Facebook page. We'd love to hear the things that you guys are coming up with. And it's great. Sarah said it too, to get feedback from friends, family, other people in the industry. Ask for feedback on your website, on your podcast, on your logos, on your, you know, all these things that you're branding. Ask for feedback and then continue to hone it. And that never stops. Right, Sarah? Yeah,
2: it, it really doesn't. And don't let not knowing how to start a podcast keep you from starting a podcast. You are all fitness professionals, trade services to your techie friends that can help you start a podcast. You won't regret it.
0: Love it. I like that. We all have that one friend who like knows everything about the computer and stuff. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. I'm not that friend.
0: Yeah, <laughs> me neither. Don't ask me. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you again, Ms. Sarah. And thank you guys for listening. And as always, guys, we implore you to make good choices. We'll be talking to you soon.